0: The deadline on Digital Publishing Awards is approaching. We are recognizing the best global digital innovation across many categories. So if you are a publisher, brand, agency, or tech platform, submit your entries today. Remember, the last date is December 15. For more information, visit digitalcom slash events. This is Digiday Live, our podcast where we bring you the best sessions from our many summits around the world. I'm Digiday producer, Aditi Sango. Today's episode is a session from the Digiday Programmatic Media Summit. It's Michael Hannon, VP of Yield and Revenue Optimization at Perch, and he will talk about how to make server-to-server work.
1: So Mike, you you guys have been doing um, server-to-server... For a hundred percent of your your inventory for a while now right
2: yeah we're um we've been a hundred percent service server for just over a year now,
1: just over a year yeah and, and um before that like what was your what was your makeup like
2: well, we started uh in header bidding um we we looked at kind of you know what what were we dealing with and it, it was a very large publisher with uh you know the majority of our inventory being sold to back then a third party, if you would. Um, and realized that this was a really good opportunity to make more money right okay. get more efficient, <clears throat> so we started with uh, creating a, um, a client side wrapper right and then over iterations, you know lots of different iterations over the years of figuring out um, what's going to be the best experience, right How can we make the, the most money with providing the best experience for the user
1: or is this more for the, the revenue reasons than the user experience reasons? Both. I know I know that gets tied in but Both. Like...
2: absolutely I mean we, we realized that. There was a lot of constraints with working on the client side. Um, you could only have so many bidders. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the latency was huge. Um, and we said, how do we solve for that? So today, we've got about 40 different partners that are integrated into our stack. Um, that's across display, native, and video. Um, and it continues to grow.
1: And it, So you have 40 partners today. Uh, a year ago, when you made the switch to go 100% yep. server to server, about how many partners did you have back then?
2: Probably in the the realm of about twenty five.
1: So you've damn near doubled.
2: Yeah, uh, in pretty like, much in a year. Pretty much. Um,
1: how how do you how do you do that without just like killing your page load and making life hell for the users?
2: Um, it's been the opposite of that, yeah. right? So it's, it's created a significant efficiency. Um, by removing everything from the client side, we actually reduced our latency by over 50%. So we've got one call on the page now versus you know having a wrapper and calling six or ten, whatever it may be. <clears throat> one call from the page um, has been a, a huge efficiency for us.
1: Okay. I mean, and this, you know, this all sounds like awesome, like in theory, like, oh, we're all going to go yeah. server to server, our page is going to be fast, and we're, we're not going to have any of these latency issues. Right. But I imagine there was a lot of... Like, back-end work and and dev work. This didn't happen correct overnight. Yeah. How, how did how did you how did you put this together?
2: You know, we uh, we identified, like I said, the opportunity about four and a half years ago. Um, we we found um, one particular developer to start with. um yeah. that Just was one. Like, we started with one. Okay. Uh, like like anybody would, um, and and identified from there, you know, additional resources that we would need to really build this thing out. We started from scratch, right? We didn't yeah. really even know what we were building in the beginning. Um, and like I said, over the, you know four and a half years, we've gone through lots of different iterations, lots of testing. Um, we're doing things like dynamic price floors with, with algorithms on the, um, on the auction. We're doing um, auction optimization and additional uh, algorithms, <clears throat> which is in relation to um, optimizing how many bidders actually will run against a particular impression. Right. We know we don't need to against all of it, so we want to create some, some efficiency there with relation to speed. Um, so we're, we're doing even things like that.
1: You said you don't need all 40 bidding on every single Correct. impression. Um, so when you say you have uh, you know, 40 bidders, um, for an average impression, how many bids do you tend to get? I know there's probably a range, but yeah, it's a ballpark.
2: I would say on a, on a given auction, we're probably running about 10 different bidders. Okay. Right, that matters. The difference, though, is that it's not always the same 10. Right? So it, it definitely varies. And that, an example would be <clears throat> if we saw an impression coming from you know, Germany or India or something like that. Right? Not every bidder is interested in that impression. Right? So we're able to, through our algorithms, understand who are, who are the, the bidders that are most likely going to bid on this impression and run those guys.
1: So are, are some of your bidders just like, like seasonal type bidders?
2: A lot of it, I would say, is more. There's, there's a lot of different attributes, as you can okay. imagine. Yeah. I would say Geo is probably the biggest. Okay. Um, attribute that, that comes into play.
1: Any other demographics? That...
2: We're not we're not pulling any demographics. Not pulling right demographics.
1: Now. Okay. And and you said this is for display and native and video. Yep. Um, of those forty bidders, um, you know how many of those are, are, are native and how many of those are, are video?
2: Probably about a handful in both. Um, video has been kind of the slowest uh, to be adopted, right? Mm-hmm. Um, realistically, in the in the Open RTB protocol, probably the last batch of, of bidders that we've been bringing on. We still have a pretty good list of guys that that we want to bring uh, on board. Um,
1: probably people here that are gonna. Catch you at cocktails. That's
2: fine. Yeah, Yeah, happy to talk. We're uh, we're definitely still interested in that. Video's been a huge, huge focus for us this year. Um, I would say we'll likely double the amount of bidders that we have related to video and OpenRTB as we move into Q1.
1: By Q1, so you go from about five to
2: possibly about ten? Yeah, that's probably about right.
1: Is there more challenges, though, to doing video server server than there is with you know simple display impressions. Not, not
2: really. I mean, we're, we're, we're using the JW player. Um, we found it to be pretty efficient. It's working well for us. Um, we're able to integrate using Open OpenRTB. Um, it's really the bidder that we've had the, the hardest time with, if yeah. the bidders are able to actually work in that manner. Um, there's still a lot of tag-based bidder, uh, buyers, I should say, out there. Um, we just don't want to work that way anymore. Okay.
1: And, and you know, you, you mentioned like four years ago, you just had the one guy working on this. Yep. At, at this point, how big is the the tech team that's monitoring this yep. and working on your integration? It's about a handful of people. It's still only a handful, yep. but they do it full time.
2: Yeah, for the most part, they're, they're okay. working on that full time. Well, how many
1: like engineers and, and de- developers does this Perch have?
2: Oh gosh. It's pretty large across, just, you know, across, the Publishers here are all different. Yeah, we, and days. we've got a, a bunch of different businesses. Media. Yeah. Th- our media is probably less than half of our actual revenue. So we're big in commerce, we're big in lead gen, uh, some other channels, uh, as an example. Um, I would say we're, we're probably in the range of 20 engineers, something like that. OK.
1: Now, one of the issues with server to server, when I hear, you know, I talk to publishers and they'll say, oh, we're working on server to server, but we're really concerned we're going to lose match rates sure. going server to server. Has that been an issue for you? Yeah,
2: definitely. Um, our okay. average match rate per bidder is probably in the fifty percent range, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, that is an issue if you're looking at an individual bidder, right? Yeah. So the fact that we've got call it forty um, makes up for it, right? So somebody's got a match on that user.
1: So you just just throwing shadow wall helps. Pretty much. Matches. I
2: mean, the way that we look at it is that um, it, it's all up from here, right? Okay. So we're. <clears throat> partnering with the the guys at Digitrust, um, talking to the guys at ID5, really anybody that's going to be able to help us with match rates. So you know, as that single ID starts to come into play in the market, um, literally we're just going to see everything go up from there.
1: Are, are the match rates, you, you, you know, are, are they different now than like a, a year ago?
2: Not really. No. Um, okay. It stayed pretty consistent. Um, for us, it's not an issue. I I can literally pull. Several bidders completely out of the equation, and I don't see any difference in revenue, eCPM, et cetera. Um, And it's just because we're optimized through so many different bidders at this point.
1: But you're you're able to realize that the the match isn't right.
2: Um, The match. Again, on an individual basis, is a yeah. problem, but not when you have that much demand into the picture for us. So okay. I can I can say that we're at you know roughly a hundred percent match rate across yeah. the entire board, okay. um, and it's just again as we as we bring in you know those those uh, universal IDs, my ECPs are just going to start to rise. Do those
1: ID consortiums? Does that is that something you guys are closely monitoring yep. to, to fix this issue? Yep.
2: So like I said, I mentioned Digitrust is, yeah. is one that we're, we're working closely with. Um, it's a chicken and the egg thing. So we're yeah. just you know, waiting for everybody else to kind of jump on board. Um, but we're really, really excited about it.
1: OK. Do you, do you worry about them, though? Because I, I know getting people to collaborate yeah, isn't it's, easy. It's,
2: it's hard. I mean, I think why we, we in particular like Digitrust was because they kind of sit in the middle, right? Yeah. Um, there's no real bias there. Um, they're not a you know, for-profit business. Um, they're not sitting on one side or the other, um, so we think that's a kind of fair game.
1: Okay. Well, aside from the match rates, has uh, there been any other issue that's like, you know, specific to server to server that you're having to monitor now that you, you really didn't have to worry about back when things were all browser based? No, I
2: don't think it's so much server to server, really, because that's just the pipes. It's just the connections mm-hmm. and how you do things, right? Our whole thing has just been to to create efficiency, um, reduce latency. Um, That's probably been the the biggest thing. Look, we're all still dealing with things like fraud, right? So we've implemented uh, ads.txt, which hopefully everyone has. Um, We're working with um, some other vendors out there to help us with um, ad quality, right? When you're working with 40 different bidders, that becomes a challenge. Um, Over 90% of our inventory is sold programmatically. You know, you're dealing with mobile redirects, you're dealing with uh, just malware, you name it. Um, Autoplay, in-banner video. Um, so w- there, there's been some good solutions that have popped up recently um, that we've implemented that has significantly helped us. Um, so we're pretty happy about that.
1: And, you know, I mean, you said you had like 25 bidders, like a year ago. Yeah. And now you're up to 40. Um, now that you, you know, as you add an incremental bidder, do you see like less of a... Boost in yield than you did when your, your your pot was a lot smaller.
2: It's hard to measure, as you can imagine. That's probably the yeah. hardest part. Um, we, we we do. I mean, we, it's pro, it's small at this point, right? So we're really not focused today on implementing more um, standard display bidders, right? So like yeah. like I said earlier, video is a big focus for us. So I imagine
1: your marginal benefit can only get so much. Pretty much yeah. at this
2: point. I mean, we're integrated into every single large you know SSP exchange. Um, we're starting to work directly with with buyers now, which is great. Um, again, we want to get as close to the dollar as we can, right? Yeah. Create that efficiency for the buyer, um, because we know at the end of the day, we know the, the product that we have, our sites, is uh, is of high quality. So, well,
1: at this point, you go, okay, we <laughs> hit our vendor limit. We need to we need to cut ourselves off.
2: We we talk, We actually we just talking about that last week, which is the biggest problem or biggest challenge we face related to bidders is managing them, right? Um, there's a lot of levers that can be pulled on on both sides to optimize those bidders.
1: Um, can you give me some examples of levers that you're
2: pulling? Yeah, sharing data, right? Going back to these guys and allowing them to understand why they're not winning, right? Whether it's you know pricing, whatever it happens to be, right? But just again, it's a it's a full-time job literally having someone sit there every day analyzing what's happening with each individual bidder. Um, So I think at some point there will be uh, a a cap in how many we work with. Um, We optimize people out all the time too, right? So So that 40
1: isn't like the same 25 you had before plus 15? Yeah,
2: there's some that have dropped off. Um, We look at guys that just stop spending, aren't sending enough bids, you know, are sending one cent bids, right? That's really not creating pressure. Pressure is what matters, right? It helps to drive yield. but yeah, we optimize guys out as as we need to.
1: And it sounds like a lot of dashboards to, to
2: monitor. <laughs> it's not that bad. Um, so we've integrated with MetaMarket, um, which has been a, a really good resource. That allows you
1: to centralize.
2: Yep, so we have all of our reporting into a single dashboard, so I can see across everything what my eCPM is, how much, how many impressions, my my win rates, um, by geo. I mean. Think of. Um, so we've got you know pretty much real time reporting across the entire thing. Okay.
1: Yeah. Cool. So. Um... Does anyone in the audience uh, have a question for Mike?
0: I hope you're enjoying the session. But before we move to the Q&A, I'd like to remind you about Digiday Plus, our subscription product, which gets you the Digiday magazine, a steady stream of valuable exclusive research, access to members-only Slack channel, and to exclusive member events, like we recently hosted a live podcast along with Vox Media at their office here in New York City. To enjoy these offerings, please sign up for Digiday Plus. For more information, visit digiday.com, and you'll see the Digiday Plus tab on top.
2: Thanks. Uh, So with 40 partners, if you have like a bad ad or something that crops up, how hard is it to find and eliminate that? Or how are you guys doing that? Sure. We've created tools internally that help us to to identify those things, obviously using HTTP Watch, using Charles, all those types of tools to, to try to find those things. Um, it's not easy, uh, for sure, right? Um, especially because of the amount of inventory we have. <coughs> We're using a vendor now called Confiant, uh, which has worked really, really well for us from a proactive uh, state, right? Uh, everything we've done previously was really a reactive state, so it's like you get an alert from another vendor, hey, this is a, a mobile redirect or something like that. By the time you get to it, you, you know it's disappeared at this point. Um, we move to real-time analysis and real-time blocking of those types of things. It has made a huge difference uh, for us across the board. Um, Are you guys having any higher-level conversations with exchanges and S? what they're doing to stop letting those in? Um, For lots of programmatic publishers that do 100% programmatic, they're just really awful, and yep. sometimes you feel helpless, and that nobody really cares on the other side. Yep. Um, and you guys probably have a little more pull than some yeah. of us, so I'm just curious. Yeah, we've um, we've worked really, really closely with all the partners. This, and like I said, Confiant, um, we rolled that out. I don't know, call it a month, month and a half ago. That has been a huge, huge um, resource for us. In doing that, because they block in real time, and I know they're they're working on changing this to, to make it even more efficient. One of our challenges was, okay, if all of a sudden I start blocking 5% of all of my stuff, that's, that's going to hit my revenue. Um, so we had to work very, very closely with every individual bidder to say, these are our rules, and if you don't comply, you're out. Um, we're, we're just not going to put up with it. So we've been, first of all, they were all very responsive, um, so far so good, um, and we're just staying on top of it and managing it as closely as we can. Like you had mentioned, uh, working, uh, providing data to your SSP partners when they're not winning. Can you give me a few ideas of the typical issues you're seeing for partners when they're not winning? It could be anything like timeouts. It could be um, clear, you know, what they're bidding at um, and what we're clearing at, right? So it's like if they had the data to understand that they increased their bid by a nickel, then they, would, they would win, right? It really comes down to transparency. Um, I'm transparent as possible. Right, at the end of the day, it helps me to, to drive yield. There's still that inefficiency, unfortunately, on the, on the bidder side. Um, but again, as much data as we can give back to those guys, uh, we will.
1: Right, uh, last question right there. Uh, so you mentioned you
2: uh, were integrated with sort of 20 or 30 bidders. Are these DSPs or SSPs or a combination of both? Everything, yep. And Across the f- board. For, the, for the DSPs, how do you control the creatives that are coming through if you don't have the supply side? Creative controls. Um, we're still able to manage those filters um, using the Open RTB protocols. Um, so there, there is that support in in Open RTB.
1: Thanks, Mike. Great.
2: Thanks, guys. Thank
0: That's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher or Google Play and definitely leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. We'll be back soon with another session from a new summit.